Welcome to Sheer Clarity, the show that will teach you about leadership by attraction, building self-awareness, and how to develop exceptional self-management abilities that will help you become more reflective, more open, more trusting, and more engaging with the people who matter to you most. In other words, make you a better leader. Head on over to SheerClarity.com where you can learn more, subscribe to the show for free, and connect on social media. And now, here's your host, Jay Kevin McHugh. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the show, Sheer Clarity. I'm your host, Jay Kevin McHugh, and I can't be happier to be here. We have had a lot of fun doing these first bunch of episodes. For those of you who dream about being a master podcaster, I'm just going to tell you my experience, and I got great advice from a guy. He's actually a rocker DJ from Detroit, Michigan. His name is Ken Calvert. He's extremely well-known and has a Ken Calvert show. And I talked to Ken. My wife is good friends with his wife. And when I first got this, he had advice and it sounded like this. He said, let me just tell you what to do. Just go do it. He said, you cannot even imagine what's going to happen after you've listened to the first three episodes, then the fifth, then the tenth. And by the time you have 20, you're going to be in a place you didn't even imagine was possible when you first got started. He said, you just have to go hit record and start talking. So I feel like that's what we've done. I don't know about you, but what is this? Is this four or five? Is this number five? This is episode five. Yeah, I don't know. I'd just like to take a second because hopefully people have listened to four already and they've been like, yeah, I can't wait to get to five. Man, if you feel like that, tell me. (laughs) It's the same advice that I give everybody when they come up to me and they say, I'm thinking about a podcast. What's your best advice? My advice is always just just do it. Yeah. You're only going to get better with practice and with experience. And the longer you wait, that's the longer that you haven't had a chance to mess up and to get it wrong and to get excited about it. And yeah, if you do it and you're doing it with passion and you're doing it for reasons that you care about, you can't do it wrong. Exactly. I'm sure some people can do it wrong, but you probably won't do it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Well, give us a couple more episodes. We'll see if we can get one wrong. (laughs) Right now, it feels like we're on a roll. I love it. I'm having a blast. And we're being honest with ourselves about that. We are being honest. (laughs) Well... Here's where it gets difficult because on the last episode, we did all this stuff around self-honesty and I hope we got into people's heads. I think if I recall, we got into your head. (laughs) Yeah, I definitely disappeared for a while there. Like, man, my producers (laughs) wheels are turning and they have nothing to do with me and the show. I'm surprised you didn't smell the wood burning in Ohio. (laughs) Well, for the listeners. Folks out there, I'm assuming you are leaders of people and you have a lot of responsibility. Many of you, I know, are going to be presidents and CEOs because that's primarily who my audience of experience is. And thank you for tuning in. But we talked a lot about this need for self-honesty and the need for self-curiosity and just getting a handle on yourself. And it's a perfect segue to today's discussion, which is, What is it that's important about being honest with others? We talked about being honest with myself, but now the question is, how do I go from what's inside here and bring it outside to another person? And that is like a monstrously important skill set in the world of leading people. 
It comes under the heading of feedback, typically, in the workplace. You know, let me give you some honest feedback. Oh, boy. That's immediately a sign to pucker up and like, oh, here it comes. (laughs) It's not going to feel very good. But the issue is the person delivering the feedback has an enormous responsibility. It's so frustrated, let's say, when I have people who don't know how to be honest with another person and they end up being honest in a brutal way. And so let's get this out of the way right now. In the world of business, we use terminology about getting results. The closer you get to Wall Street, the worse this conversation gets. They're like merciless about the results. Quarter to quarter. Ask anybody who's running a public company. It's just brutal, right? It's just brutal. Show me what you've done for me. But every business is trying to produce results. And I have heard the term, give me the bottom line, cut to the chase, net it out. And that's how executives talk. It's because they're busy and they don't have a lot of time. And you can feel the impatience of them. Like cut to the chase is my favorite. Well, along that line has come the term, let me be brutally honest. (laughs) I don't know who invented it, but it's like stuck. It's a social norm. It goes right next to cut to the chase. Let me be brutally honest. Like, no. So to my listeners who actually have a boss who says, let me be brutally honest, here's an idea. Say, no, I'm not letting (laughs) you be brutally honest. You may have to look for a new job, of course, but (laughs) no. Would you find a way to be compassionately honest, please? Thank you very much. You know, I'm kidding about it, but that is my orientation. How do I be honest with others? How do I tell them? Well, the first thing that we can do to make this easier to understand is let's break this down. Call it feedback if you want to, but I have something about someone that I want to be honest about. And if it's positive, it's a no-brainer. It's easy. There's no hesitation. Positive feedback is a wonderful, powerful, necessary ingredient to keeping people motivated, inspired, and happy. But it's so easy. Now, what happens is frequently people don't give enough positive feedback because they're so busy looking for perfection that everything could be better. But in the end, honesty with others, when it's particularly positive, is an easy thing to do. And affirming and reinforcing is essential. So if you see a good behavior, if you see someone who's conquered a problem, if you see somebody who's advanced, and I think actually I'm making a footnote talking out loud right now, being honest with myself, we need to do a show, a specific show about how to give positive feedback. You might have to put a tickler on your calendar every day and get a notification, get up, walk out and say something positive. People don't do it enough. I am putting a note for ourselves to make sure we cover that topic in a future episode, just so you know. (laughs) Thank you. But with that said, I want to go to what typically holds the interest of most people in this category. It's how do I be honest with someone when it doesn't feel good to do, when it doesn't feel like it's going to go well, when it's not going to be nice. And there's so many ways in which the whole thing isn't going to go well. It's not going to go well because of my fear, the way they're going to react. 
it's not going to go well because I'm afraid of not saying it right. I'm really worried about their reaction. There's a whole bunch of things going on with how do I talk to others? How do I be honest with others? So let me see if I can simplify it. First and foremost, as a branding item in your leadership development and evolution, how do you want to be known? Do you want to be known as a person who's honest even if it hurts? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> I, I could feel how wholeheartedly you. <laughs> because we talked about it so much, you want to be honest. I mean, honesty is not just important for your own mental health and for your own personal being, but as we talked about even previously, it's important for creating trust between you and the people that you work with and the people that you love. You want to be honest, even if it's not going to be nice, but you also don't want to come off as mean. It's a delicate balance of providing constructive criticism and accepting the fact that you have to deliver the bad news and that sometimes delivering the bad news is the nicest thing that you can do. Bingo. I think I told you this in one of our previous conversations that one of the things that drives me nuts about the space that I work in is that everybody is so nice. Thank you. I appreciate that. But tell me what I'm doing wrong. I can't make any improvement with your compliments. That's exactly right. So you've identified that positive feedback is awesome to hear because it feels good. And it feels good to give it. It feels good to give it, but here's the problem with it. It doesn't have a significant value for learning and teaching. You're not learning anything with affirmations other than what you've been doing is really good. Keep doing it. But you've already know how to do it. So it's not new. It's not teaching. We learn from our mistakes. And usually then those mistakes are pointed out. Somebody's giving us feedback about it. So in the end, I'm this person who's now in a job where I have to be honest with others. I want to just kind of outline a couple of steps. Let's go with the first step is you better double check your self-honesty. Go back and re-listen to episode four because until you are fully settled and fully conversant with your own feelings and emotions and how you came to get those feelings and emotions... You're not putting yourself in a position to be honest with someone else because the second part of this, being honest with someone else is, you have to answer this question, why? Why am I about to do a journey of honesty with someone? What's my motive? I know it sounds overly simple, but why am I about to tell this person what I'm about to tell them knowing that it may hurt? I imagine that if it's coming from a subordinate talking to a manager or to a leader, it's because they are seeing that there are problems that are not being addressed. It probably works both ways the same way. Why am I being honest? Because something isn't clicking and I'm either giving you the opportunity to fix it, to address it, or I'm giving you the opportunity to show me that you have no interest in doing either of those things and therefore maybe this is where this relationship ends. That's correct. Assuming you have done and continuing to do your self-honesty assessments and being honest with yourself, when it's time to come honest with somebody else, 
if it's a subordinate, it's a performance relationship. If it's a colleague on the same platform, like we're co-equals and we're trying to have cross-functional cooperation, now it's collegial in nature. Why am I giving you feedback? There are so many places I see this in work where somebody's had responsibility for bringing a work product along where the HR department is handling this part of it and then they hand it off to whoever the person hiring is and they didn't do a good job or they sent them candidates who weren't qualified. Then suddenly you're disappointed in them. So what are you going to do with this? What I'll help my listeners with is, If you're going to be honest with others and you've been honest with yourself first, then you go to this next phase, which is why am I going to be honest? I think you can answer generally with the same kind of answer. I feel disconnected. That's typically the feeling. I am unhappy in some way, shape, or form with your work, with the way it happened. You have let me down. I'm disappointed you said something that's untrue. You've handed me a mistake. There's a thousand variations of why you would get this, but the ultimate fundamental problem underneath is that I am now in a disconnected mode with you. You know that you have an opportunity for honesty ahead of you. The moment you pull away from someone, the moment you're not talking to them, the moment you're feeling pissed off, angry, resentful, whatever. So the all-purpose reason, to be honest, is I am not in connection. I want to fix it. Now, think about this. You're at the next question, which is, is this an important connection? Self-assess first. Know yourself. Second is, why do I have to give this feedback with others? What's my motive? Why? Primarily because it's an important relationship and i am lost my connection. Do you know that's the first thing you can say as an honesty statement, which tends 95% of the time to work? I have to start my conversation with, I have to talk to you. Why? Because I'm disconnected and I want to repair and get back in connection with you. That's the reason. So if I'm unhappy with your work product and you work for me, I need to tell you. Why? Because I care. I am in a connection. Did you hear what I just said? Because I care. Because I have a connection. It's an important connection. By the way, if we're just in a work group and I don't care, I really don't care. Then I think you have to revisit why you would even bother being honest. You have to have caring. Now, if it's a work group and I'm responsible for it, I'm going to at least care that you're getting your work done, right? Right. I may not care about you individually because I'm in a work group. I just care about your work output. So now I'm going to be honest with you and tell you you're supposed to develop 10.6 widgets per hour and you're only at 8.7. That's a problem. I'm disconnected because my work output isn't what I need it to be and you're holding it back. Now the question is, what am I going to do about it? How am I going to help you? Help me understand how I can get you from 8 point whatever to 10. That's a fairly standard everyday interaction. And we're going to talk later about the way or the style in which leaders go about handling issues. But for now, being honest with others is a function of a disconnect, a reason to reconnect, a caring has to take place. So now I'm going to give you the next kind of filter that you might want to try to help you with your honesty piece. Before you go and have any honesty conversation, you should try this question. If I say what I'm going to say, how will this be helpful? 
How will this help them or you or the goals or both of us, anybody in any way, shape or form? How will this help? How will this help? Right. Are you saying it to satisfy a goal? Are you saying it because you're looking to attack? Are you saying it to make yourself feel better? Right on. If you could think about that question and you can answer that question honestly, you could probably save yourself some heartache or you could approach whatever discussion you're about to have with more maturity and probably accomplish your goals more efficiently. That's correct. Now I'm at the next phase of this honesty. See, I haven't even gone and be honest yet, have I? (laughs) You've prepared to be honest. Well, this is the whole idea of being honest. You got to do your checklist, man. They don't take the plane off onto the end of the runway, put the throttle at full and go, let's go. Wham. (laughs) They're sitting there going through a checklist. Two people in the cockpit. Flaps, blah, 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 reading, reading, reading. And then you see these guys, you know, they're looking at this dial. They're looking at that dial. Check, 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 check. It's like a half an hour of checking. We're cleared for honesty. You're not cleared for honesty, (laughs) dude. Head back to the terminal. (laughs) We're doing a little dramatic here, but maybe for a reason. Maybe I have to come back and finish this topic on the second part, too, because it's so important. Your ability to be honest with others is essential. And if you don't know how to do it, if you can't do it well, it will just create more problems. And the moment you've created problems with it, you've now disincentivized ever being honest again. It's just too painful. Which, by the way, leaves you with a potential for carrying resentments. One great reason to be honest with someone is to stay in connection. Another great reason is that if you are disappointed in them or you have a resentment or a frustration, if you carry it for too long, it can eat you alive. And if you build up a supply of small insults, it becomes one big one. So clearing the pipes becomes essential. Ooh, here's a footnote for the future episodes. You're doing this list of all these incredible (laughs) ideas, right? Of course. We have to do an episode called Issues Clearing. It's like a mechanism for after it's gotten really bad. There's one last effort we can try. (laughs) It's like deleting the cache and the cookies on your computer and browser to optimize performance. (laughs) In some way, it is definitely like that, but it's actually going in and looking at every single element that created the big, kludgy (laughs) bundle. I don't want to get lost in that. Just an idea to hold. So back to this honesty piece, I have the next thing that I want my listeners to understand before it's part of your pre-honesty checklist. The next one is, what part do I play? What part am I going to own? I have to give you an example that's really close to my heart, which will kind of pull together a lot of this the last couple of episodes. This person has done a piece of quality work, which resulted in correspondence to clients. The correspondence had data that came from another person. That person was responsible for producing that data. My coaching client received the data, did not check the data. You know why? trusted it, right? And it was wrong. 
but the letter went out under their name. Oof. Okay, you can picture this now. So now there is a problem, business 101. There is an unhappy client. There is blame to be assigned. And there is a person with a significantly high sensitivity to criticism and is working on it. And what they're owning first and foremost is we're trying to dial down the intense level of emotional reaction to this. Okay, well, the first thing we're doing is we're driving our own insanity down just a little bit. We got to talk ourselves off the ledge. Do you know what this is? This is self-management. And the client's doing an incredible job at it. It's amazing how fast they worked it through. Now we're coming to, okay, I'll own this. I am reactive. I am sensitive. I got it. And now I've got the next part of the problem. The person who needs the feedback, I actually don't trust them. I have a feeling they're going to get defensive. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Now we're really stuck, right? Which will bring me to doing an analysis of the value and the worth of being honest. I'm back to how will this help? I'm helping my client make a decision. We're making a value judgment about do I want to give the honest feedback? I have my own reputation I need to protect. To what extent am I going to take this on as a way of doing that? To what extent am I going to own the fact that I'm really overthinking it and worried about it too much? And then am I going to face the potential for action? Where we are in the process now is have a nice opportunity to write a memo about the whole thing and don't send it to anyone. Just look at it, check it out, gather facts, gather data. So that's where we are in the process before we've even gone and been honest with someone. I think what we ought to do is put a bookmark here about this because this is the pre-flight checklist. I'm being honest with my audience. (laughs) Now that we're rolling, I realize what I know now, I would have put this into two segments. What we've been doing is a pre-fright checklist before we even had honesty. When it's time to talk, I think we could talk for at least 25 minutes about how to do it when it's time to go into the ring. Make sense? Yeah, I think it makes perfect sense. And I think this pre-honesty checklist is something that We'll have to put down on paper and we'll make that available for folks to check out and some exercises that they can use to think about how to be honest with others. And also, essentially, this will lead into our next episode about knowing whether or not people are being honest with you. Perfect. So, as always, we want to thank you for joining us here on Sheer Clarity. If you haven't yet, go to SheerClarity.com. You can find show notes, way to subscribe to the podcast, which if you've been listening up to this point, you should be subscribing because you know that there is some incredible stuff coming down the pipeline. So head on over there, find us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you enjoy your podcast consumption. Connect with us on social media. Check out all the resources that Kevin has put together over the decades that he's been doing this. There's documents, there's articles, there's an ebook, there's exercises, there's all sorts of cool stuff that you can take advantage of now, even before we get to it on future episodes of Sheer Clarity. So again, all of it at SheerClarity.com. Honestly speaking, he is J. Kevin McHugh. I am Matthew Passy, and thank you. We'll see you next time on Sheer Clarity. Mm-hmm.